This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 597 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today, it's Ray the Mover, but it's with John. We have John Smarge, his company, Ray the Mover. John, how you doing? Charlie, I'm doing great. And and congratulations on 596 of these so far. Awesome, awesome work. <laughs> and the best is yet to come <laughs> slash 597, John. We're expecting a lot from you and and you have you have the talent to bring it. So uh, I'm I'm excited. But let's first start with Ray the Mover. And I know our listeners are saying, but where's Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Charlie, uh, 40 years ago, I went into business with a guy named Ray. At that point in time, I was 22 years old, and he was around 72 years old. Had another moving company in New England area, and we opened up this business back 40 years ago. And um, I I never cared about the name. I ended up buying him out over the course of time. Never cared about the name changing it to John the Mover. But I will <laughs> I will tell you that I, I named my third daughter Amanda Ray. She, spelled differently, but at least I can say there's a Ray in the family somewhere. Wow. I, I I love the name. You know, it's it's one, it's catchy and it's just just hometown community feel. So very neat. So 40 years. Good for you. Absolutely. And so Tell us a little bit about, John, then your journey. You started early in, in the company. Tell us a little bit about what's been happening over the past 40 years. Well, it's interesting. I mean, we've um, we've grown this business to what was, when I first came down here, it was two trucks, right? And over the years, we ended up with multiple locations. At one point in time, I had, I had 60 people working here in the multiple offices. What what we really do, who we are, I guess, as, as an organization is we are a, um, a relocation company that provides moving solutions. Not just, I mean, it's moving solutions. It's not just moving trucks and stuff. It's solutions to residents of Collier County, Lee County, and Charlotte County. Uh, we do the simplest things like moving you locally from a house to a house to a condo to a condo. We provide air conditioned storage. So for example, if maybe you're renovating your home and you need to put your belongings somewhere, we move it into our air conditioned storage facility, renovations take place, we move it it back. Or maybe there's a delayed closing between the time that you sell your first home to getting the next home. We've got that. We We do packing. We have some customers, Charlie, who say, you know, all the small things like the dishes and pots and pans and clothing we'll take care of. But then we also have customers who say, you know what? I don't want to do a thing. I'm going to open the door in the morning. I'm going to let your guys in. You guys do the work, pack everything up and move it. And we'll just enjoy the experience. We do wood crating of fine artwork, mirrors, sculptures. And in addition to that, um, we're an agent for North American Van Lines, which is the largest moving company in the world. And so we can move someone literally to anywhere from anywhere 
I mean, literally across the street or across the globe, I probably about every two weeks, I've got an international move going to some place in the world, or I have someone calling me from Chicago or, or mm. New York and saying, we're moving down. Can you take care of that too? So literally anywhere from wow. anywhere. Yeah, it's pretty wow. cool. What, so moving around the world, that's fascinating. Uh, what, what, what would you say was the most unique move that, that you've done over the years? What comes to mind? Anything? Oh, I'll tell you one really interesting one. I was a customer in Marco Island and they had this, um, this, uh, sundial and on top of the sundial was a, a, um, glass globe that was like one of three in the world. Napoleon had one and it was one also in some museum. It was hundreds of years old. And they wanted us to move this thing from Marco Island to Atlanta. And so what I did quite frankly, is I went there myself. (laughs) I picked it up, I put it into a box with styrofoam around it. I put it in the back of my SUV. Oh, I geez. drove it to Atlanta, and the the son of the owner wanted the piece. He was he was so anxious to grab it. He was trying to. I said, "Wait a second! Don't touch this thing until I put it back on the sundial, and have you sign off that it's under your control because I'm afraid to anyone else to touch it." But yeah. it um it was the first small component of what was a larger move that we end up doing for this customer but that was one of the unique ones oh my goodness specialized Dude. specialized care i would not let anybody uh, else but me touch that thing oh man i bet you bait all the, the the speed laws you're probably 10 miles under the speed limits on on the way up and <laughs> made me nervous yeah i drove like one of my children in the back of that car exactly uh, so, John, with all of your experience, uh, maybe you can help our listeners. You know, what should consumers look for when they're hiring a moving company? Well, they should do due diligence. They need to research the company. I mean, really look at the company. Look at it on Google reviews. And, and also, when you're looking at Google reviews, be mindful of someone who has nothing but fives, right? you know, the best thing, because this is the moving, moving industry is a person business and person, they make mistakes. They have issues, right? So I will tell you, I've got 50 or 60 great five point reviews, but I've got those one or twos that say, you know, he was terrible because it, it happens. It happens. Literally. I look at the better business bureau report. Um, and also ask people that, you know, ask your realtor, Ask attorney, ask friends, ask people. Go on Google and check their physical address. Actually look at the physical address of where they are. Is it a real moving company? Is it a warehouse with trucks out? Or is it some office in Fort Lauderdale where it might be some broker who's really not even a moving company? Hmm. I'd also tell you to have, have the homeowner insist that the moving company send somebody out to them in person. You want to look in the eyes and talk to them and get a feel for who they are and understand that they're a local person helping there, helping you out. And I would say get a written price hmm. and don't ask for an estimate, but say, I want a guaranteed price. I want you to tell me what it's going to cost before you move me. I don't know about you, but I don't, when my house is painted, I don't ask the guy, say, well, just 
tell me in the end how much is no tell me how much it's going to cost and the professional mover is going to say ma'am this is the cost and i would also tell you never pay a deposit a reputable company will not ask for deposit i i ask for the the, the cost of the move after we're all done when my guys deliver you into your house and you're happy with the services write me a check then i'm done so that's probably the best thing i can tell you for a consumer to be careful because there are a lot of companies out there who don't do moving they simply have a website and they mm -hmm. take they take the information and pass it on to somebody else a broker and you never yeah. know who's going to show up and do your move wow you, you you nailed it john it's so timely my sister now she's in pennsylvania she just went through a move and the company never looked at the place gave her air quotes an estimate and of course the day of the move they came to her and said uh you owe us x amount of dollars because it took longer than we we thought right <laughs> she was like what <laughs> so uh wow so and, yeah. and you know, it, it's, uh, you, I think dealing with someone local, like you said, you can look them in the eyes and say, hey, you know, I can I can count on you and your team taking care of my stuff and doing it at, at the price. And I don't know if, if um, you know, timeliness is an issue. You know, I hear so much about that talk in Southwest Florida nowadays because just the lack of the labor force and, you know, on the uh, construction side of the equation, you know, promises are made and two months go by and we're still waiting on jobs to get done, you know, and that's uh... it's a, it's a tough go, Charlie. And, yeah. and um, in some ways, you know, I've kept my business now after being large for one point in time, I've kept it kind of small and boutique right now. And and so mm -hmm. it, it um, we don't do the jobs numbers that we used to do, but we can concentrate and focus on making sure those are done right. And it's, yeah. it's interesting going back to the issue of the, you know, the rogue moving companies who make those promises. And there's a Florida Movers and Warehousemen's Association, and they have a registration number where you are registered to do business in the state of Florida. My number is 00002. I'm the second company in the state of Florida to sign up for it. And we, we began this whole thing because of registration to try to stop those rogue movers. But in some ways, it's like, putting a lock on a on a screen door right it only keeps out those people or monitors those people are honest so honest companies like mine and and many others who are here in southwest florida don't need those rules yeah. and but the ones who do need them don't follow them anyway so it's a consumer you gotta be gotta be careful and, and protect yeah. yourself yeah well it's great we're getting this message yeah. out there uh, to, to help so how about outside of the business what are you doing for fun <laughs> Well, I'm I'm the father to three married daughters. I'm the grandfather to two grandchildren. I have I have one on the way who be uh, due date is in April. And so I'm first and foremost I'm a family guy. But most of my time is spent, I think, in um, in in helping others through community and humanitarian service. I was the past chairman of the board of the the Naples YMCA. I've I've been on the board of directors of the Boy Scouts of America, the Shelter for Abused Women, and a number of other boards. Uh, but more than that, I'm I, I'm a proud 38-year member of the Rotary Club of Naples. And, and through my Rotary activities, I've been able to do some great things around the world, one of which now is 
a program that I'm working with called Handwash, where it's a uh, a multi-decade, $2.3 billion program to v- provide clean water and sanitation to the entire country of Haiti. Now, Charlie, we've seen over the decades of giving charity to Haiti, and it just goes down the drain, right? It just simply, it's almost like a black hole that gets spent uh, incorrectly. We're taking a national approach to this and saying, how can we work with all the other large organizations, work work with the government of Haiti, and provide pay-for-service water, not charity, but pay-for-service water, build up the country of Haiti, and with all that you've heard about Haiti over the last bunch of months, gosh, it needs it. So we're we're going up away from from relief, and we're actually working on development. So probably, Charlie, what I do, much the chagrin of my office staff, what I spend probably seventy or eighty percent of my days each day is simply helping others, especially right now through my Rotary Club and through Haiti Outreach. Yeah. Well, just. Sounds like it's in your DNA, John. It started with helping the community with your your business, and it's evolved, obviously, over the years with, uh, my goodness, the YMCA, the Rotary, uh, and and all you do. I know off-camera or off-mic, we talked about your, your speaking. I mean, do you mind just sharing that uh, briefly? Yeah. Sure. I, I, back in 10, 2010 to 12, I, I was a member of the board of directors for the entire Rotary International Organization, 17-member board uh, governing the 36,000 clubs, 1.2 million members. So because that, I get asked to go and speak places. I spoke on a Zoom call last week to to Bangladesh. During the COVID uh, issues, I think I spoke, as I mentioned, about 350 times in Zooms. But I've spoken in audiences as high as 25,000 people talking about the branding of Rotary. And I've traveled, uh, gosh, to India, Ukraine, um, who else? Everywhere else, Taiwan, Taipei, Taiwan, I've spoken. Wow. So it's, I, I have really been honored. Uh, it, yeah. Rotary has given me much more than I have ever could ever give it in return, but I'm going to work a lifetime to repay what it's given to me. And so I'm a, a proud Rotarian and the ideas of, of service above self is which, what we profess in our, in our organization. Yeah. Well, kudos to you. You've been doing that for 38 years. You've been a member of the Rotary, you said, right? I have been. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So John, how about when it comes to hardship, life challenge, looking back, uh, what comes to mind a period of time that you were challenged, you got through it and you can now say I'm better for it. I'm stronger. That's kind of um, that's kind of like burying my soul here, right? We talked about the the 2010, 12, the the years mm-hmm. I was on the board of directors. There was also obviously a recession during that time, <laughs> and so we had uh, the housing bubble burst. So no realtors were selling houses, so no one was moving. So I went down from where I was, multiple offices, sixty employees, and I made I made a monumental error, uh, which I. I knew better. I should have laid people off during the beginning of the recession, but I hung on to them. I I hung on to them because I was hoping to get through the recession. We could do it together and I could take care of the families. But eventually um, it got the best of me. I had to sell my family home that I raised my children in 
to raise money to keep the business going. I finally came grips with it, the fact that I couldn't keep it going. So I laid off about 30 employees. But I tell you, I did it not based on the length of employment or even their skill set. I kept the employees based on whether they were moms and dads. I, I said to myself, I need to take care of those who are taking care of their families. So I kept those folks, let the guys who were single, because they could bunk together and they could find a way. Um, yeah. For almost two years, I didn't take a salary. And I worked seven, seven days a week, 14-hour days, until finally we came out of the recession. And now, I mean... What I've learned is through the hardship. I mean, my parents went through the through the, mm. the depression. I didn't, but they talk about the changes and the recession changed me. Also, I'm a much more financially conservative business person as well as just in my own personal life. And my children, oddly enough, saw that too. And I think they're more fiscally responsible. I don't borrow money anymore. I if I want a new truck, I pay for it. So yeah. I came out of it. And I learned a great lesson about it, but um, that was um, that was a humbling experience, Charlie. But it, the business is better for it, and I'm I'm fortunate that I've I am where I am today now. Yeah, you know, a heck of a lot easier to share that story. Although it's, I, I would imagine it's still difficult than to live through it and and to have that. I, I mean, it's so easy, especially in your case, John. You know, forty years in in business with the company and to say, oh, he's on easy street. Oh, you know, whatever, you know, the, the phrases you hear got lucky or right place, right time. And I mean, there is no business out there that, that isn't or hasn't been on that roller coaster ride of, of uh, you know, the rough patch that we make a decision um, that we're going to stick with it. And we do everything we humanly can. I mean, working seven days a week, giving up the home, um, uh, the, the hit to just everything. I mean, you could almost say the financial side is the easy part because it, it, I'm sure, you know, that business all those years was, was you and you put so much into it. And, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, th these stories are great to hear how, even in those dark times, you know, if we just have faith and we may not know the answers, I'm sure much of that period of time, you had no idea how you're going to get through it. Right. But right. you just knew somehow you were, you're going to keep going. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, Charlie, thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So one thing you wish our listeners knew about Ray, the mover, what would that be? Yeah. I mean, you're interviewing me, right? Cause I'm, I'm the owner of the company. So I guess I'm the face of the company. Uh, but really the success we've achieved over the years is um, the reason why we survived for four decades is because of the, the men and women who I work with every day. I mean, I, my office manager, Cindy, just celebrated her 30th anniversary with the company. Oh, my goodness. I've got many of my drivers, packers, and helpers who've been with me for years. I mean, many of them for decades. And each day we walk in the office with a three-letter acronym. W-I-T. That acronym stands for whatever it takes. Hmm. And whatever it takes to make sure that we provide the customer with a stress-free moving experience. So I guess what if, you know, what, what I'd want them to know is that, that, that the guys who are here, um, 
truly care for the residents they move and that the company itself cares about its own employees, cares about the less fortunate in our community and the world, and cares for the residents that we honor, uh, are honored to serve each day. I mean, I've done, I've done 60,000 moves since I opened the doors. There are 60,000 families who, mm. who we've been a part of their lives. And I'm telling you, Charlie, that is just a blessing. That really is. And so I just, I wish my, I wish the folks out there could see that, see the, how blessed I am to have great people like that who surround me and, and have the culture of whatever it takes. Yeah. Well, let's work on 60,001 here. I know we have <laughs> listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch, John. What's the best way for them to do so? Either raythemover.com, probably the best way to go, or, or just look us up on Google and you can find us. And while you're there, look at my great results, <laughs> my reviews on, on Google while you're there. But yeah, raythemover.com is the best place to get us. Terrific. Well, John, thanks for being a part of the show and uh, sharing what makes Ray the Mover awesome. And uh, we wish you the best going forward. Charlie, it's been my, uh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.